One Week Season. One Week Season fam, La Familia. Welcome back. It is Monday, July 3rd. We are here with your One Week Season Best Ball Plus 2023 subscription. Uh, This is also available on our free podcast feed. I am Mike Johnson, your host. M. Johnson 86, as I am known in the DFS and Best Ball streets. Again, a quick recap of what our weekly schedule looks like. Every Monday, we bring you uh, news and market updates. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is the bulk of our product, our theory-specific training sessions. Tuesday is hosted by yours truly, focusing on non-Best Ball Mania contests on Underdog, as well as DraftKings and Drafters-specific theories and strategies. On Wednesday, Hilo, my esteemed colleague, brings you the fire uh, with his Underdog-specific theories. Uh, most of those are Best Ball Mania 4-specific uh, This week, I think he is going to also touch on the recently released weekly winners format. On Thursdays, we have our game theory uh, specific training with Hilo using some of the theories from the uh, deep in the game theory realm uh, that Hilo has studied deeply and applying those to the game of best ball. And then, of course, on Fridays, our live stream video format available on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, hosted by Hilo with various guests from around the industry. Uh, Some really sharp people have been on there. It's been really uh, interesting to see Hilo diving in to various subjects and topics and really getting in the weeds with uh, people from all over the industry. So uh, great stuff going on there all week at one week season. Hopefully you guys will check us out and enjoy it. And to our loyal subscribers, uh, thanks again for supporting us. And hopefully we are uh, helping you on your best ball journey this offseason. So with all that said, we will get into it. Uh, This will be a slightly shorter uh, Monday market update and news pod. The reason basically is uh, there just hasn't been that much going on. There is a limited amount going on in the NFL. Uh, Mini camps have wrapped up. Training camps don't start for a few weeks. The news cycle has kind of stalled. So uh, there are some things, but uh, it is relatively slow uh, compared to what we've seen some other weeks and what we will certainly see in the weeks ahead. Uh, first of all, Joe Mixon contract update. More reports coming out of Cincinnati about the Bengals wanting him to take a pay cut. Uh, important thing to keep in mind is that Mixon's salary is not guaranteed for the season, but it becomes guaranteed the Tuesday before week one. So that decision will have to be made by the Bengals prior to that. Um, The expectations are that whatever decision is made by both sides is going to come to a head well before the season begins. Uh, The reason for that is the Bengals are a contender. They are going to want to have their ducks in a row. Uh, They're not going to want to cut a franchise-type player um, you know, someone that's very recognizable and has been productive for them, they're not going to want that kind of distraction the week before the season starts. So uh, I expect that they will um, make a move. That This will uh, 
kind of get figured out ideally before training camp or early in training camp. Um, I expect, you know, my gut is that Mixon will see, uh, you know, the running back market, some other high profile running backs have been sitting on the market for a while now. Um, and he will, um, his lack of leverage will force him to take the pay cut that they want. Uh, and, um, you know, that things will, uh, proceed as usual. However, that's not a given. You know, Mixon does have uh, some legal situations uh, to consider. And uh, if he were cut uh, on the Bengals roster, rookie Chase Brown and third-year running back Travion Williams, um, both are being drafted at the end of drafts or going undrafted. Uh, The stock for both of those would rise if Mixon was cut. Another angle to consider would be Kareem Hunt or Ezekiel Elliott. To me, profile is the most likely veteran running backs that uh, the Bengals could sign uh, for just a couple million dollars as opposed to the uh, 10 or 12 that they are due to pay Mixon. So um, while I don't think either Hunt or Elliott uh, have the upside or talent that Mixon has um, when you're talking about that kind of savings as they try to uh, lock down uh, Burrow, Chase, and Higgins long-term, um, you know, those numbers, uh, that, that cost savings uh, could be very valuable to them. Uh, moving on to the Pats wide rece- the Patriots wide receiver situation, um, Juju Smith-Schuster was uh, somewhat hyped signing uh, when he went to the Patriots in March um, in free agency. A uh, big part of that was seeming lack of target competition um, and Juju, you know, his past, uh, in the past, he has had times where he has been a very productive wide receiver, uh, but he's battled injuries the last few years, uh, has not participated in the offseason activities for the Patriots uh, thus far, as he is battling an undisclosed injury once again. Uh, so not good signs there. The Patriots also signed Devontae Parker to a three-year, $33 million extension with $14 million guaranteed. Uh, Vote of confidence for Parker, uh, you would think at the very least for this upcoming season. Um, The Patriots also have been connected to DeAndre Hopkins. Um, However, uh, they have an offer out to him. They hosted him on a visit. However, uh, the reports are that the Parker contract does not affect uh, their interest in Hopkins. So, Uh, potentially more um, pessimism around Juju, uh, considering that they just uh, gave Parker a bunch of money and want to bring Hopkins in, uh, despite already having Juju. Uh, And Tyquan Thornton, the second-year explosive wide receiver, uh, who has been having a very good offseason from all reports. So a lot going on there. My biggest takeaway is um, things are looking up for Mac Jones. Uh, The Patriots' offense had... uh, just a comedy of errors uh, from a tactical standpoint, uh, personnel standpoint last season, and they should be uh, much better equipped this year. So uh, Mac Jones and some of these cheap wide receiver and tight ends uh, could certainly uh, give us a, a profit, a chance to profit in best ball. Uh, moving on to Jonathan Mingo, uh, head coach Frank Reich for the Carolina Panthers uh, was asked to name some of the top players from minicamps. And he named Mingo as uh, a quote-unquote standout. 
Um, he referenced his ability to make plays and get the ball in his hands. Uh, Mingo is uh, an athletic specimen. His physical profile and skill set fits very well uh, for Frank Reich's offense. Um, can kind of take advantage of some of those short crossing routes and manufactured touches uh, that that they uh, love to do in Reich's scheme. Um, so Mingo, of course, the 39th overall pick in the NFL draft uh, with a ton of physical upside. Uh, I have been above market on him for pretty much the entire draft cycle so far uh, and don't picture that changing as he is the exact type of player uh, similar to Christian Watson in a lot of ways, uh, in my opinion. Um, Christian Watson from last season as that second round uh, rookie wideout uh, with uh, elite raw physical traits. Um, that I could see kind of kind of really taking off uh, down the stretch of the season. Next, we will discuss the Miami Dolphins and Dalvin Cook. Uh, reports are that Miami has indeed offered Cook a contract. Uh, this confirms rumors that we've heard dating back to March uh, that the Dolphins would be interested in Cook. Uh, we do know Cook is from the Miami area, from Florida, uh, so he has... Uh, reported interest there as well. So now, um, you know, the biggest thing with this report is it just confirms what we sus- uh, suspected already as far as the interest from both sides. Um, and knowing that interest is there raises the chances of finding a middle ground closer to the season. Uh, Cook, we know, does not want, to, he's still targeting that $10 million number, uh, which realistically he's not going to get. Um, but he also, you know, he has no interest in signing prior to right at the start of a training camp. So, uh, I think that, uh, these reports, uh, it's one of those where there's smoke, there's fire type of situations and cook is probably, uh, that, you know, the dolphins are his most likely destination at this point. Uh, the fact that an offer has been made now, it's just a, um, matter of negotiating and finding that middle ground to make it work. Uh, potentially messes with expectations for the backfield. Um, you know, three Dolphins running backs are currently being drafted in pretty much every draft uh, with Devana Chain, Raheem Moster, and Jeff Wilson. Um, so obviously adding a player of Cook's stature uh, and ability would mess with that whole situation. I do think if Cook were to sign that Wilson or Moster would be traded for very cheap, uh, you know, tying this back together to the Joe Mixon discussion earlier, I could see uh, one of them being a target for a trade uh, for like a sixth round pick um, or conditional uh, seventh or something like that, um, you know, to get one of them off the books. Uh, the Bengals would definitely, uh, you know, another another piece of leverage in the Bengals favored uh, against Mixon. Um, just that, uh, you know, one of these, uh, you know, serviceable backs uh, could be available for very cheap. Um, moving on, our next update is our weekly uh, Brock Purdy discussion. Uh, again, he his his status as the um, expected top quarterback for the 49ers, who are one of the top uh, Super Bowl favorites for the 2023 season uh, is obviously going to be closely monitored. Um, he is reportedly throwing and um, you know ramping up his throwing program, and it's looking more and more promising uh, that he will be ready 
potentially for week one of this season. Uh, we should expect to see a rise to his ADP in the coming weeks, um, assuming there are no setbacks. And San Francisco stacks will continue to be relatively cheap um, for one of the league's top offenses. Um, kind of the uncertainty and ambiguity. Um, you know, there's a lot of pieces uh, that are drafted relatively high, uh, but it keeps any of them outside of Christian McCaffrey. Um, you look at uh, particularly Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle as guys who um, stand out to me uh, as great uh, high upside, high weekly upside players uh, that can be paired with Purdy, uh, who at this point I would be kind of surprised if he is not starting in week one. Um, moving on now, we'll just talk about the uh, market updates, the biggest risers. Uh, from average draft position at the quarterback position to Tagovailoa and Trevor Lawrence. Um, Trevor Lawrence, no big surprise there, jumping a couple spots as he is, um, you know, a highly hyped uh, prospect coming out of college. had had a terrific uh, year two last year and now has the best weapons of his his career. So um, as things are relatively quiet across the league right now and uh, you know, things settle in. It's not surprising that he's a guy that um, starts to rise likely as people uh, draft more and more, um, maybe realize they don't have uh, much exposure to Lawrence and decide, okay, I need to reach a little bit to to get him here, here or there. So um, that's not surprising. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, kind of a bounce back here as his ADP had uh, started to drop a little after the Tyreek Hill situation uh, with his uh, potential legal issues uh, causing some ruffles um, and uncertainty, uh, but things appear, uh, at least for the short term, to be good there. So Tua has bounced back. Uh, looking at the running back position, we have Cam Akers, Joe Mixon, and Alexander Madison all seen um, rises in their ADP Uh Madison and Akers, two guys that I have been uh, pounding the drum on for quite some time now, uh, will continue to do so. Uh, they've risen uh, slightly, but I still see them uh, as great fifth and sixth round uh, draft picks, especially for teams that were able to, uh, you know, load up at wide receiver uh, early in drafts. Um, Joe Mixon, as I said, uh, we talked about his situation. I do expect him to be back. Uh, he's not a player I uh, have a ton of exposure to myself. Uh, that is just personal preference. Um, some of these other guys like Akers, Madison, Aaron Jones, I'm a little bit higher on. So uh, that is kind of how uh, that shakes out for me. And finally, Deontay Johnson. Um, again, at this point in the offseason, we are um, kind of lacking for news. There's not a lot going on. There's not any practice reports or videos to come out to, to shake things up. Um, so usually it comes back to uh, statistical things and people looking for trends or uh, trying to spot, you know, different things, looking at last year's data. Uh, Deontay Johnson, of course, uh, believes set a record for most targets without scoring a touchdown. Um, so naturally he is uh, being touted as a regression candidate and sometimes you start to get steam and it gets to be a bit of an echo chamber on Twitter. So uh, Johnson's certainly a talented player, um, you know, and he is 
seen a slight rise in ADP. Uh, I am not particularly bullish or bearish on Deontay, um, but just to note that his ADP appears to be trending upwards. Uh, Talking quickly about some fallers, uh, first we have Michael Pittman, uh, wide receiver for the Colts. Uh, You know, I think this is an interesting one uh, when you look at his head coach, Shane Steichen, uh, who came over from the Philadelphia Eagles. He was their offensive coordinator. Uh, seeing Pittman uh, as a, a big-bodied target um, and seeing how Steichen was able to uh, leverage the talents of Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown in Philly um, has me very intrigued for Pittman's uh, potential this year. And Pittman, he, he's kind of, his ADP is kind of uh, falling and, and uh, you know, hurting a little bit uh, recently. And it's not really for a lot of reason other than there just hasn't been any, any excitement around him. So uh, he is somebody that I am looking to buy. Um, likewise, you have Chris Godwin uh, dropping an ADP um, and TJ Hawkinson at tight end. Uh, you know, again, these are guys who, um, you know, Godwin is there just isn't a lot of positive or you know big hype coming out of Tampa Bay, but Godwin is a pretty consistent player. Uh, he'll be a year fully removed, over a year fully removed from his ACL injury, um, so should be back closer to his uh, normal self. Um, so again, you know his uh, kind of plateauing or dropping stock. There, there's not a whole lot of reason for it um, as the market. Uh, just moves on to shinier things. Um, and you look at Hawkinson, um, you know, probably my favorite tight end uh, target for this 2023 season. Uh, you know, you look at when from the time he was uh, traded to the Vikings last season uh, to the end of the season, his statistics, his usage rates uh, were as good pretty much as any tight end in the league outside of Travis Kelsey, who he was uh, just slightly below. So, uh, you know, Hawkinson um, dropping in ADP slightly is only going to increase the rate at which I'm rostering him, which is already uh, kind of through the roof. So uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, very high on Hawkinson's talent and situation, expecting the Vikings to throw uh, quite often this season. Uh, finally, we have Jonathan Taylor uh, dropping slightly more. Um, he is now... Uh, on underdog, uh, being drafted in the, um, let's see, in the mid-second, uh, around the 18th pick. Uh, he's around that same range on DraftKings or lower. Uh, again, this is a player who was in the uh, one, the number one overall discussion just a season ago. Uh, had the Colts season kind of uh, completely fall apart last year. Um, and they also had, uh, you know, Taylor had hit injuries of his own. So uh, fully healthy now with the talent we know he has. Backfield all to himself. New head coach. Um, you know, Taylor is somebody I'm becoming increasingly bullish on. Um, you know, there really, uh, there really isn't that much, um, you know, different for Taylor. I mean, there are a lot of things different for Taylor, but his upside case remains the same as it was a year ago when he was uh, going around and a half earlier. So 
uh, certainly someone that uh, when it falls to me in that uh, mid-second round and he is still there, uh, I am certainly looking for uh, opportunities to roster him. And that is going to do it for this week's Monday Market Update uh, for Monday, July 3rd. Hopefully everyone had a great weekend. Enjoy enjoys your 4th of July tomorrow. And we will uh, check in with you then for our uh, my Tuesday theory training session focused on this week. We'll be talking about the weekly winners contest for Underdog. So with that, we will see you tomorrow.